Hey guys, we're back from Printing United and we're tired. Tired, weary, peopled out. <laughs> 10 total podcasts and you're about to see them. Um, so without further ado, roll that intro. Cheers. Cheers. We're about to hop into that episode, but first we want to talk about our sponsors. Without these sponsors, our podcast wouldn't be possible. So first up is Monarch Color, our favorite ink yes. ever. Yep. We talk about it all the time. Yes, we do. It's yep. very opaque, easy to use, easy to train your printers on, and it makes your printer's life easier. So if you want to check out what we use and what a lot of people use in the industry, it just does what it needs to do because what it's supposed to do. Um, check out monarchcolor.com. And if you're looking for a place to buy Monarch ink, that would be our friends over at Blue Ridge Screen Products. Erin and Rebecca over there, they carry Anatole Presses, GSF screens, Monarch Color Ink. Yeah, they carry water base, all kinds of different things. Um, all the supplies you need for your shop. They are experts, have a not, lot of knowledge, and they partner with your shop, um, not just sell you something. So check out Aaron and Rebecca at Blue Ridge Screen Products at blueridgescreenproducts.com. Use last call 10 for 10% off your order. That's right. And last but not least, Corkem. Corkem is a, is a chemical company for screen printing chemicals. I, we found out at, at the uh, Printing United that they do a lot more than that. Yeah, so I had no idea. Yeah, so um, check out Corkem. And those are some really fun guys to hang with. Really fun guys to hang with. So call Barry, call Jason. They'll help you out with all your screen printing chemical needs. Um, and last but not least, again, <laughs> PMI tape, our favorite tape in the industry. Um, it is great for doing what it's supposed to do, holding in place throughout your print runs without any leakage or sticky residue after. That's so. right. So get some PMI tape. It's tape for screen printers. And now on to the episode. Well, hey guys, I'm Christy Schellenberger. I'm Jeremy. And Ray. this is Last Call for Plastisol, live from Printing United in Atlanta. And today we have Chris. Chris from Elite Sports. Yes. I forgot his last name. Chris Daniel. Chris Daniel. <laughs> Chris. I'm looking at everyone's name tag. I'm like, hey, what's up, Brant? Oh, How's we it have going? met so many people today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we knew you, Chris. Oh, but. Yeah. Well, that's the same way. I'm doing the same exact thing y'all are. The main problem is, though, I know people by Instagram handles. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Nowadays, that's how it is. Yeah. What's up, boss babe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. Um, so. We have had a day. We have recorded um, three, four podcasts. You're our fourth this our, today? This is our fourth today. Fourth yeah. today. Wow. So a lot of talking. Yeah. Lots of talking. <laughs> yeah. That's Not enough beer. Not, well, well, we have a beer with every podcast. So saw the, but the cooler was running low. Do y'all need to? Yeah, we're going to make a run tonight. Yeah, I was about to say. But, <laughs> but Chris, we we know, we've known you for a while. We've yep. known you. Um, I met you in February at Jeremy's Open House, hosted by Anatol. And how long have you guys known each other? Well, we met at Print Hustlers. Um, mm, last November? Last, no, two years ago. Yeah. Now it's been. I think it's been was, two years. No, no, it's that's about one year. It's one year. Was Last it? year we were at this time. Yeah. Last year we were this time. We were at Print Hustlers. Out in Fort Worth. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a year ago. Did you but, take an ice bath? No. Okay. No, that, that was, I think that was um, 
Ryan and uh, Brent and them, uh, they actually uh, did that at uh, Made Labs. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, morning. But, but uh, yeah, we met out there and really, I mean, we started networking at one of the, I don't know if it was the daytime show or the nighttime or at night. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember either, but I mean, that's the it crazy was, about thing about their events is for some reason you can't remember because they feed you alcohol like crazy. Oh, yeah, that. And I mean, it was like y'all's open house. We I, just walking around here. I met, uh, saw Chad again, uh, seeing Aaron you know, yeah. again mm-hmm. and everything that's from fun. y'all's. It is so cool seeing everybody here. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't realize that I know that many people in the print industry, and then we walk around here, I'm like, I know you, I know you, I know you. It's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> and that's true. You, you were one of the rare people that stuck around both days um, to the show. There were several people that actually mm-hmm. stuck around but um, for both days of our open house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, what's it like flying out to these events? I know that you obviously live here locally now. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, flying out to these different events is are you finding value in it for your shop um yeah so like i one thing i like about uh flying out and seeing other people's shops is um you know taking little tidbits of uh something from each shop and taking it back and see it trying it out seeing what works best for us so like that's kind of how we we've kind of made our um you know a little bit of our systems and processes but there's still a work in progress but it's just you know that's one thing i've liked a lot about it and with me only being in the industry for a little over two years now uh, just continuously learning at all of these um, shows and uh, events and everything so yeah yes so we know a lot about you but um, for the podcast listeners can you explain who you are how you got into printing your your ideal clientele all of it yeah so um, originally born and raised in North Alabama, uh, grew up playing sports. Um, then, uh, after high school, uh, baseball took me down to Columbus, Georgia. Down there, didn't even realize that I would end up knowing who Amber Massey is down in uh, Columbus, Georgia. Now we're good friends, but uh, ended up playing baseball down there. Was an accountant. Um, was an accountant for about five, six years, and then. Um, basically got tired of sitting behind a computer screen and not talking to anybody so yeah it about drove me nuts um then one uh it was the summer of covid um family friend they own the shop um that we currently own now she was like hey getting older she was late 50s or so uh, early 60s she was ready to get out of it so she was like hey uh, i'll um i'd like to sit down and talk with you and Callie about, you know, possibly taking over. So we sat down, um, me and Callie sat down and talked about it. I was like, oh yeah, that, that'd be good. Probably about three years is when I, I'd be, you know, interested. Well, about six months later, um, she came to us and she was like, no, it's like, I'm ready now. So we started that process. Uh, process took about six months and uh, took over in July of 2021 when there was uh, nothing that you could buy in the apparel industry. <laughs> so had yeah. to had to pivot and figure out what things to substitute for what items. So that was that was one thing that was uh, a little bit a little bit crazy. So so what did so you let me get this right though yeah. you you're so you're. You're definitely doing apparel, but you're mm-hmm. selling equipment too. Like, you, are you? 
No, we got out of the the retail. So our our you have um, a retail, and you're no longer in retail. Yeah, our uh, name's Elite Sports, uh, embroidery and screen printing. We, which was originally Elite Sports Georgia. Um, It started out as a retail shop, and everything sold in store. Now we're fully custom. We don't we don't do any um, any you know Mm -hmm. retail stuff off the rack. So okay, yeah, that's awesome. Um, and so buying a shop that's already in existence, I don't know if we've really had anybody on the podcast that didn't go into it with a family business, but mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. And acquiring a shop. What's that like? What, what is that like? How did you go about valuing valuation of it? All of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it was a little bit, um, I having to learn yeah. a lot, so um, learning as we were going along, uh, trying to value, uh, value, you know, customers, relationships, stuff like that. And having to, to put an actual dollar value on that is very hard. Um, yeah. especially when we were actually applying for a loan through a bank and mm-hmm. during COVID, none of the banks wanted to lend money anyways. So we found a, a small credit union. So that, that was basically how we, we were able to uh, find that uh, financing and everything, but um, valuing it, basically we took the assets and uh, everything that were in the business and then kind of um, did a, a, an evaluation off of multiples and stuff like that, so. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of multiple did you give the business? Um, because I've, I've researched it before, like what would be a good valuation number in a lot of other, other industries, it's published what the, va- the multiple would be. Um, but for screen running, it's oh, yeah. not readily accessible. No, and no, nobody talks about it. That's the main yeah. thing. It's like try and Google, you know, a screen printing shop, you know, uh, valuation and everything yeah. subjective. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely it's, nothing. there's really nothing. And so, like, one thing uh, we looked at, we, we looked at the customer base. We looked at uh, the length of the customers. And then, uh, like, as far as a multiple, we, we used, like, a three or four, uh, four multiple on that. And that's uh, on top of a, uh, the net income. So that's how we kind of justified that and, the, um, and that on top of the assets. You know, that's mm-hmm. how we came, with, came up with our, yeah. our price. Your we number. Were, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and Jeremy, you had looked at buying another shop recently. Yeah. Did you kind of do the same process? Yeah, well, like when you, know, you were you trying to evaluate I mean, it? Obviously, when you're doing it, you have to initially probably sign a you know a non-compete or whatever so that you can uh, look at their books. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is that's the tough thing. You almost you need to you need to have a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing for us to look at it, but I'm looking at something I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know what the behind the scenes are. So you have to get their accountant involved. You have to get an accountant involved. There's yeah. like things that you have to do to make sure that, you know, you're making a good investment. The mm-hmm. bank's going to want to see it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to want to see three years of P&L. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to see the things that, you know. So, yeah, for sure. It's There's a lot of... There's a lot that goes into it. Did you get down yeah. to the part where you were evaluating with a multiple and anything no, like that? No. no. No, we never got that far. Unfortunately, the business that we were um, trying to acquire was um, a little bit under. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they were kind of going down, and uh, so they were at the low part of their business, and we, we could not buy debt. So that was where yeah. you, you just had to make the decision not to buy debt okay. or to risk buying that debt to just to have the other things 
Yeah. And it just wasn't a good... The client base. Yeah, it wasn't a good fit for us at that point. So, Chris, when you guys went into evaluating customer relationships and the value of those relationships, did you mm -hmm. contact individual clients or how, how did you do that? We, ha we contacted some of the clients, not a ton, um, but a lot of it was uh, relationship based throughout the community, too. Um, so when we started uh, when we took over um, uh, and everything was, was signed and all that, um, there was a lot of stuff that we had to, you know, we had to we couldn't go in and just automatically raise raise prices just to mm -hmm. just to do that. If we did, I mean, a lot of people would be turned off, and you, then you're kind of basically ruining those relationships. So, mm -hmm. a lot of the times, we had to mend uh, some fences uh, as any place does. So, I mean, it, it, take, it took some time, but I, I think after about a year, year or so, we kind of figured out who our, our uh, real customers were, and then who who we were going to target going forward and mm -hmm. everything like that. Okay. Yeah. So um, who is your target client? Um, right now our, our targets are like schools and small businesses. Mm -hmm. um, sports, we, we've kind of, that's kind of our bread and butter. We, we do that all, all the time and that's uh, the nature of our name. Uh, our name, a lot of people associate yeah. it directly with sports. Um, even though a lot of our corporate uh, customers is, uh, they have become corporate customers through their little leagues, their yes. you know youth sports and stuff like that. So when you do a good job, you know, with a youth sports team, then all of a sudden the parents say, mm -hmm. "Oh, well, where'd you get that done? Or where where was this hat made? Or where was this uh, jersey made?" And then that's how uh, the corporate side has kind of grown. It's a really interesting point to make because that's how my business grew, Snatch and Run. It was through CrossFit primarily, but then everyone that does CrossFit either owns their own business or works corporate. So it kind of my corporate clients came from there. Like, oh, well, my gym shirt is nice let me get yeah. my corporate stuff there so um i like that that it's happening with the sports teams for you too yeah 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 and and so sports teams obviously is seasonal mm -hmm. so you got to have something to back that up in the non-seasonal you know times especially yep. when seasons are long you know? oh yeah and there's multiple sports do you guys do online stores at all or anything like that? Yeah, we we started with Order My Gear. Mm -hmm. That's who um, the previous owner used for, for years. And so we, we just kind of took over that and figured that out uh, as we went. And uh, recently we actually um, switched over to Chipley. Um, okay. We just like their, uh, their software a little bit better and a little bit uh, customer uh, facing with their inventory thresholds okay. and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I haven't heard of Chipley before, have you, Jeremy? I have not. No. Yeah, we might need to look into it though because we're kind of on the fence about order my gear as yeah. well. And in my shop, we used um, Printavo merch. Okay, yeah. Um, just because it's fully integrated, mm -hmm. but um, I think we are looking for something new. So. Yeah. One thing that I like about uh, Chipley is so like, say you have a T-shirt online, say uh, you're ordering it through SNS or uh, Sanmar. So it directly links up with Sanmar. So when it goes out of stock, it, it takes that away. Oh, wow. It doesn't that allow them to, nice. to actually, yeah. um, to actually uh, order that size. So okay. you set the threshold, like I think I just said, is like anything from 100 items or less. Mm -hmm. It's not going to show that as available. So yeah. it, that's one of, the, one of the improvements that we've, we've seen. So That's great. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I know you're in, you are an accountant before. Mm-hmm. How is it moving from something completely different, like um, numbers, pr- not really customer facing, yeah. to running a screen printing shop? Well, um, it's been different. I'll, I'll say that. Uh, I mean, it's a good and good and bad. So, like the 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 fact of sitting behind a computer screen, I don't really do that as much. More customer facing, so mm-hmm. that part's always uh, great. But also, you know, trying to to manage that customer relationship and also making sure you're profitable with pricing and 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 looking at things and being like, well. I understand that hat's $20, but why has it always been $20? Mm-hmm. And why has the price increased for cost uh, cost of goods sold and we have an increased price? So yeah. things like that, it, yeah. it's it, you kind of kind of look at it because it's a for-profit business. It's not not well, profit. And the truth be told about hats is I think customers are quick to complain about how much it costs to embroider a hat and oh, the yeah. cost of the hat, but then they go to lids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go to Lids yeah. and pay $30. Yeah, you pay 30, $30 for the hat. Yeah, exactly. And then you want to embroider something on it, that's more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you're 55 yeah. bucks in on something that you could have came to us and did for, yeah. you know, a, I mean, do- you know, a 20, dozen 25, of them. Easy. Yeah, 20, yeah, yeah, less than that Yeah. Know, sometimes. So it just depends on what you're getting. But mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. Same with t-shirts. You know, people are just so quick to say, like, they'll go and get an expensive t-shirt, but then um, you t- you price out a custom t-shirt for them, and they're like, oh, yeah. uh, well, I can go down the street. And I'm like, it's completely custom, and I know you would throw down 30 bucks for a t-shirt oh, at yeah. Target, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a really interesting dynamic with customers. Yeah, trying to be, that. you know... Uh, competitive, but then you you've got to make sure that you're you're still making a profit at the same time. Just because y- y'all have employees, we have employees. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, you you've got to make a profit to pay them. So, so what's your basis for making your pricing? Um, basis we start off with just the cost of the shirt, mm-hmm. and then go up uh, go from there. Um, normally, we try and look at the the cost of the garment, and then what are we wanting to make off the garment and then uh, how much does it cost to actually produce the garment so we're using uh, percentages off of that I was really uh, I liked um, Bruce and Steven's podcast uh, their recent one on contribution it was great that Mm -hmm. was it blew my mind but and also I was like wow I kind of am already doing that but just the dumb way of doing it manually so it's kind of if you guys have not listened to that particular podcast on print uh, print hustlers it it is like the most basic way to learn if you're making money as a shop or not um Mm -hmm. i have a finance degree Mm -hmm. and i thought the same thing like why have i been overcomplicating this for so long Mm -hmm. like um it's a great starting point for pricing well and just knowing how how much it costs to run your shop a little bit Mm -hmm. too so yeah, I think it's important to say that, you know, I mean, we do have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we mention other people's podcasts on here. And we, we're buddies with We love with everybody. Them. We're, yeah, we're buddies with them all. So I think what's cool is they're happy for us and we're happy for them. And mm-hmm. and that's the same way we want to treat printers as well. Yeah, so. I think the more resources there are in this industry, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and more people for shops to reach out to because we all don't know it all. 
<laughs> yeah, so <laughs> since I since we just had Lucas on from Graphic Source, mm -hmm. um, and me and you talked a little bit, what are you guys doing currently for your art service or anything like that? Are you doing all your artwork yourself? Um, you have a yes and no. Okay. I, I do. If it's simple art, artwork, I've basically taught myself how to uh, run Adobe Illustrator and mm -hmm. can do it that way. Um, you separate yourself too. Yeah. Okay. Separate uh, myself. Kind of taught myself from YouTube University. Yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, such it, it's, a great university. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you can learn pretty much anything on YouTube, but. Um, no, we, we have a, a digitizer um, that, and I'm sure everybody gets called on every single day for them. Yeah. Um, we've used them forever. They tried to jack up the price, and then we were like, well, we'll try somebody else. And mm -hmm. then they came back down on their price. But they also do vectorizing work, okay, too. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll, we'll use their vectorizing services every now and then. But uh, for the, the most part, uh, I do a lot of the artwork. So. Okay. Oh, wow. So how many people do you have working for you? What kind of um, staff are you running? Equipment are you running? So currently we have five employees. Mm -hmm. um, started out with two, grew to five. Um, started out with two embroidered machines, a four-head uh, brother and a single-head brother. And now we have uh, 15 heads of embroidery. That's awesome. Uh, with a six-head happy. And then just recently, probably about eight, 10, 10 months ago, we brought in uh, screen printing. Um, so we've got a manual uh, Riley Hopkins 6.6. Okay. So I've seen you look at the Anatols. Um, you've been, you've kind of looked at them a couple times. You've been to our shop. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Thoughts uh, on thoughts on the, the Volt? Thoughts on, are you are you looking to eventually move to auto? Yes. Uh, so if you, were to, if you were to ask my wife, uh, when we first started uh, talking about the screen printing, and then even now, she would have said, uh, just go ahead and do automatic. And yeah. I would have to agree with her, yeah. but there was a lot of things that I, I was wanting to learn, you know, before yeah. just jumping head first, but she swears up and down. And there was one night where I said, yeah, you were right. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah, you start <laughs> to get have. tired, right? Yeah. yeah. So. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of screen printers are probably as level-headed as you seem to be yeah. about this because a lot of us get to that pain point and we are like, uh, F it, let's go. Yeah. Let's get the auto. So what do you want to put in place before you put that auto into your shop? Um, get more um, systematized on the uh, not so much even systematized, just uh, get more um, SOPs in place for the pre-press. Because I know mm -hmm. that, you know, ultimately, you know, um, leads into what's on press. If you if you mess up something in the pre-press, it's going to look like crap on the press. That's mm -hmm. right, yeah. Because, I mean, it's just like the print that uh, it's printing right now on the install. I mean, that's one sick design that Jackson... Yeah. Uh, drew mm -hmm. and that's shout that's out wild Jackson. To me that Jackson's over there drawing that artwork. So Isn't that crazy? I wish Santa I could Cruz. draw like that. Yeah, yeah. Jackson, can you throw us one of those shirts when they're done? Yeah, we'll show everybody on the podcast. This design is insane. Sing sick. How's it going, bud? Yeah, look at this, guys. This is, and we're gonna put it on the podcast Instagram. But this design is just crazy. So rad. Very cool. Good job, Jackson. <laughs> is it going all right? Yeah, good, good, good. All right. But yeah, 
Yeah, I've never screen printed anything like that before. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, well, trying to do that on a 6.6, six, that would be torture. Yeah. <laughs> so. so I found out a new thing for me mm-hmm. is I didn't think I was easily distracted. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot, just a lot of things that distract me here. Oh, yeah. yeah doing these shows, yeah. I'm like... Like what? Just well, people walking around. Well, so what's cool is we see our homies. You know, you came to hang out with us, mm-hmm. but like Heart and Hustle was here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, you know, I think they're out of Atlanta as well. Farmhouse they're, Apparel. Farmhouse, yeah. farmhouse shows up. And so then now they're all hanging out. We got customers coming and getting free beers from us. Uh-huh. Um, so and we're always looking for it. What's up, guys? Oh, we got more people. Frank. Hi. <laughs> Frank. What's up, brother? <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, let's talk. Where you got? Where you at? You just. Oh, you okay. don't. We got AS Keller here in the house. You guys want to pop in and you say hello come, on the yeah, podcast? Come back. Come back here. Yeah, come back here. Everybody, squeeze in a second. We got AS Keller. Doing all right. What's up? What's up? What's, What's up? How you guys doing? What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Good, man. man How you great doing? To see you. Hey, it's Rick from AS Keller. We <laughs> love you guys. Hi. <laughs> Hey, we uh, yeah, let's hang out for a little bit. Let's talk a little bit later. Something I'll well, text you or something. Call you. All right, brother. We, okay. we got dinner plans tonight, but maybe tomorrow or something. You gonna be around a couple days? Yes, sir. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, Rick. Okay, Thanks, Rick. Bye. Awesome. Well, yeah, look at like that. Just like yeah. that. This show. See, that's is what so I'm cool. saying. Distractions. Yeah. Right. But that's Let me good. Tell you. Those are freaking good distractions. I love it. Jeremy, I've been like just talking and he's like i want to get in some questions and i'm like i don't know you like, you just keep looking around <laughs> i'm lost that's the thing is like i'm not like i'm almost like oh hey what's that oh what'd you say you know like yeah, you're stimulation in my ear, overload here. so like it's stimulation overload like a squirrel yeah and you and know and my kids over there printing a sick design but i want him to d- succeed and mm-hmm. so there's he a is. lot of things going on you know kicking some ass here so, yeah so yeah but this place, have you been to a trade show before like this? This first one. Really? Yeah. So you need to come to ISS in January. Uh, that's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard. That's fun it time. Oh, my amazing. gosh. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's a lot of fun. All the after well, parties so are Well, so just think fun. about print hustlers and all of those types of things. Yeah. You get your buddies from all that, but it's just every freaking night there's something going on there. See, like, I mean, that's it's cool. A, it's a place to be. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know. It's not just a party place to be either. I mean, we went to we went to a like where surfing was born, I guess, the beach oh, that really? like the, where the World Surfing Hall of Fame is. Oh, That's I have cool. no idea. You know, all the the California beaches there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Muscle Beach is, you know, not far. There's there's some really cool Dude, we're on a boat <laughs> listening to Everclear sing Santa Monica like wow. on a on a The Rock, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to say that. We're not here. allowed to say that. <laughs> we just—it was another competing company. Got it. <laughs> big boat. Yeah. It was a big boat. Big um, boat. And so, anyways, we're listening to Everclear sing Santa Monica, and I'm like, and we're like right near Santa Monica. You know, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're <laughs> cool kinda, moments. So, this industry so is just there's so just cool. cool stuff like that. Yeah. There's in the industry, and to see our friends, see yeah. Rick mm-hmm. from AS Color. Mm-hmm. Come on, like. Everybody knows AS Color is like the ultimate blank to print on, and, and that's the, I'm not paid by them. I just I think everybody knows it. So, but but Team Gildan. We use Gildan too. <laughs> you know, fun fact: I actually just met Rick 
a few minutes ago for the first time because yeah. at the open house he was supposed to be yes. there at the open house but yes, he, was he was sick he was yeah. very so. sick that day so yeah. cool, man. Print homies. That's why I said we see our print homies. Print, print homies me. walk by. I feel like we should call it. You know what, guys? Cheers to our print homies. I feel like we should Cheers. pour one out to them. Yeah. <laughs> pour, one, <laughs> pour, one, pour one on the curb for our yeah. print homies. <laughs> but so are y'all going to um, print hustlers this year? Oh, look at that. that I am not actually. Oh, okay. I am not going to print hustlers because I'm turning 40 that weekend. Well, oh. here's the thing. Um, everyone that's at Print Hustlers was at Water Base Camp, uh-huh. and I went to Water Base Camp. So yeah. So I just saw Print Hustlers. That's true. Yeah. So and, and I'm okay with that. You know. That's true. We've had a very yeah. busy, busy month too. Last week I was at uh, in Michigan for Gildan, and then we're here all week. And you know, we were at ISS in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of things. At some point, ISS, we need to SS sell shirts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's the that's goal. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have. I hired her to sell shirts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here talking and drinking beer. I'm pouring oh, yeah. out for my, my homies. My business coach is going, what does she do? Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> totally joking. No, yeah. it's good. It's um, we're, Our sales is going really well. So, yeah, we're excited. That's awesome. Yeah. So how about you? So your size, you, what do you consider yourself? You said you had five employees? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You consider That's a good yourself size like shop. A, it's a great size shop. Yeah. Um, are you like a... Do you have like big plans for elite sports and screen printing and embroidery, or do you have? Are you just taking it one day at a time? Um, I would say right now taking it one day at a time. But there, I mean, we have a five. Uh, we have a five-year goal. Uh, when we took over, we signed a five-year lease, so um, kind of uh, set a three and five-year goal. Our three-year goal was to uh, bring in screen printing, and we did that in two years. So awesome. um, now okay. we're C&E, working on the, yep. yeah, working on the uh, five-year uh, goal, and that's going to probably be more space, um, which is always hard to find, especially where oh, we are. Let it's, me tell you. Yeah. Well, let's <laughs> let's just talk about that for a second. Yeah. So, what's your ideal size uh, of space right now? Um, I would say right now we're at about 3,000, uh, 3,200 square feet. Mm-hmm. I would like to be anywhere from the six to 8,000 range. Okay. Um, that would give us enough room to grow, but it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be too large that we're, okay. where we could, couldn't fill. So. so if you guys do that though, you're prepared to move again. Oh yeah, that, that's the that's the other thing is like it's one of those things where do you, it's kind of like with a press you don't want to <laughs> buy a just a a four color four station press and then be limited to that and then mm-hmm. be looking at you know a ten color next and yeah here in a few years then you have to move again but no um, haven't gotten that far but I think once we start looking at the at the actual real estate then we'll kind of look at that so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What and about y'all? Uh, well, so that's the thing. So that's what I was trying to figure out is the ideal size because so you start to consider that and mm-hmm. we're, we're obviously going to have to expand. Considering. And mm-hmm. so you go, all right, well, what's our ideal size? Well, I, I say that if you have an ideal size in your head, add 3,000 square foot to that mm-hmm. because you're always going to regret not having more space. That's and true. it's just, it's happened. I've moved three times. It's happened every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Yeah. So you just go, I'm good. And then you're not good. (laughs) Yeah. And it happens very quickly. And it happens very quickly. So um, especially in this industry, you could grow pretty quick unexpectedly. 
mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, yeah, you're 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 stuck in a yeah. lease or mm-hmm. you're stuck in uh, an uncomfortable spot. So I would always say go bigger, right? But um, what is that? What does that look what like? Is, and, yeah. and obviously, it's got to make sense financially as well. So um, I think we're in the spot where we're at five fifty three hundred square foot or something like that. Um, yeah, we're in a spot now where I'm like, we could double it and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I think we need to probably triple it, we and do. then we at could sub, sublease yeah. it out. That's the That's one thing true. that we're looking at is maybe if we go twenty thousand square foot, then we could sublease out some of it. I think twenty thousand would be a good point, and then just have the plan to sublease part of the building out for a period of time until yeah. we grow into it. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to move and move and move. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to move. Yeah, that's and for sure. So it's expensive to move. Yeah, yeah. We just talked to a shop that said they spent a hundred thousand dollars in moving. Yeah, Ooh, that's a pretty penny. Yeah. yeah. So you start to move all the electrical and everything else, yeah. and you're like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. He well, goes, "I don't wish that on anybody. Get the rights, get a bigger size, just go big." Yeah. Go big. Yeah. So, yeah. So you just so, have to do that. So that's what we're evaluating right now: what size we want, and then if we can find a building that fits that. And if we can't find a building, okay, like what does that look like? We're finding land, and then we're trying to build a metal building, but then we need to go around and look at shops and see what our ideal shop layout even looks like. Yeah. You know, because at that point we can make what we want. Yeah. You know? Well then you, you get to where I get into that scenario of, Oh, do I, do I lease or do I buy? And like you were kind of saying, do it, do we build? Yeah. We're buying next. Yeah. Or building, building or buying one or the other. But yeah, it's. I think. I think the buying is probably where it's at. Yeah. Honestly, if you can, if you can pull it off, I would say. But I. That's true. Then you can do whatever you want to the. You know. To I the building. Th- I yeah. think there's a point though where if you think about like how all our shops have grown and stuff like that, there's a point where leasing makes sense until mm-hmm. you know and you're comfortable with the pace yeah. that you're growing. And yeah. then it gets to a point where, like, okay, I'm going to be at this place for a while. Now I need to buy. And my business coach was like yesterday, he's like, you know, you may be in a spot where you can get a large shell for mm-hmm. pretty quick. Yeah. You know, and if you get to the point where you have to go large shell quick, mm-hmm. then you go large shell quick and you build out the shell. Right. Yeah. And he goes, and there's plenty of those available and they're quick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because buying or even building a building is a year project yeah so absolutely so you have is what's your needs you know mm-hmm. so so yeah there's it would be great to find something existing that would work and we could turn it into what we want you mm-hmm. know it's out there yeah he said the deal of a lifetime comes around once every month <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i could see that yeah, yeah. i so, could see that and it's a sure. matter of if you take take it and run or if you if you just sit, sit by the right, wayside but you you can't justify that it's a deal of a lifetime yeah mm-hmm. exactly right and i'm like that's a, okay you know so, yeah. yeah i even thought that the other day when we were evaluating buying a new piece of equipment it's like oh our shop needs this equipment really bad and like we justify it and everything like that and i'm like okay cool but then we get like two weeks down the road and i'm like but now we need another piece of equipment. <laughs> we and need like, embroidery. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, should we have waited on that piece of equipment to get this piece of equipment? But it's all like, 
what's it's the need now? Relative. What's the need now? Yeah. What's the need now? What's next and what's next? Yeah. yeah. And even just talking to people growing. this weekend mm-hmm. about like what they're putting in their shop next. Like it's really interesting. Everybody's dealing with the same stuff, oh, yeah. you know, like we all need and want and want to make our shops more efficient, but that comes in different ways, you know, whether it's pre-press, press or yep. after, you know, um, or even like on the sales training portion of it, yeah. you know, like because you can't print anything without sales. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so that's the growth. That's our growth right now is yeah. sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Because we, nice. we have more employees, so we have to sell more stuff, but. Um, so I'm not looking to add more machines. Yeah. I'm looking to, we can go to two shifts if we need to. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really interesting. I know we've talked about it briefly, but not too much. Um, me coming into Jeremy's shop in the sales, we were at this place for a couple of weeks when I first came on where we were booked out for like two to three weeks. And it's all of a sudden now we're like, these printers have become more and more efficient the more they're at the shop. Right. And now it's just like, oh, we got to feed them. putting way more product <laughs> out. <laughs> you need to eat well, it. And I think one of yeah. our sales ladies was like, um, she was like, oh, you got to feed the dragon. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to feed the dragon. Yeah. So I like keeping people busy, for oh, sure. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But I think that's a cool problem to have, too. Like, your team is so efficient. Like, we need to sell more, you oh, know? Yeah. Like, well, and that's how the thing awesome. With us, I mean, we... Uh, we started out mainly embroidery and then uh, we were contracting everything out. So we focused on embroidery mm-hmm. and then we were getting more efficient. And so people would ask us how long for stuff and it would, the timeline would get less and less and it would, it would be like, Oh, well, we're just a, a, a week turnaround right now. And, mm-hmm. and that's when I'm sitting here scratching my head, like, huh, what are we doing in the next two weeks? Or, yeah. You know, yeah. It's a little scary. Like, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, and but I know it. It's there. Oh yeah, it's there. Yeah, the and pipeline is there. The pipeline's there. It's just like turn it on. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's the beautiful thing about having outside sales now mm-hmm. is that yeah. we can turn it on. That's true. Uh, How's that know. been? Well, we're it's uh, we haven't been able to get Christy outside. Well, to do sales, but we had, yeah. we do have another outside salesperson who um, is has clients that she can call right mostly yeah. um, okay. call on. And just go, hey, here's, and listen, a lot of her stuff is out of state. So okay. we're doing beach community stuff, you know. Yeah. And, um, so it's, yeah, it's, there's cool stuff that, that we're being introduced to that we weren't introduced to before. So, yeah, nice. that's been so. really cool. Bringing my Snatch and Run clients over, that's mm-hmm. been awesome. Also, um, just like Jeremy's shop has a really good high traffic from the road. Um, people walk in every day there. And <laughs> it's crazy. Like That's why I don't want to move from there. That's the hard brand part. Brand new too. customers just walk in all day long. And I'm like, how is this possible? Because that's know. not how my shop was. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I had to go get people or like reach out to them on Instagram or any of that kind of stuff. That so crazy? Yeah. it's a different beast for sure. Yeah. Well, I think there's a church across the street. So I think people go, go to the, like drive past the church or go to the church mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, hey, look at there's that place, you know. Yeah, and then they are like later on that week they're in, you yeah. know, like hey I saw you driving to work or I saw you driving to church or I saw you driving to the store, so it is a busy road. So. Yeah, yeah, that's how we kind of uh, our shop is. It's not direct on the on the road. We're in a strip mall right behind a a, a bank, but I mean it's a very high trafficked area, 
and we've got a Mexican restaurant next door, a Japanese noodle house ne- uh, next door. So a lot of people going to eat. And yeah, so, I'd be going to eat. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> no, tomorrow's Taco Thursday. Okay. So, taco yeah. Thursday. This is <laughs> yeah, a new thing. Um, so we normally eat tacos on Thursday. Uh, but with that being said, like with embroidery, we probably easily on a, on a given month, we've probably got anywhere from 20 to 30 new designs yeah. that we're doing a month and it's like trying to figure out if you want to stay in that area or kind of go more rural where you're a little bit out of the way and not as much foot traffic mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's a, it's a good and bad thing so. so Chris for your embroidery I know you're really heavy into that how do yeah. you price your stitching and everything like that so it is per stitch count. Um, we go from 5,000 stitches as the minimum all the way up to 20,000. And my employees keep, and which when we took over the business from the previous owner, we immediately raised the prices a little bit because they were doing it for dirt cheap. So, mm-hmm. and that's what we don't really want to be known as the cheapest shop. We want to be known for quality yeah. and a decent price. Like we don't, we don't want to charge people too much, not too little. Mm-hmm. But like our normal, like if you bring us stuff to do, you're starting at like seven fifty. Um, if we provide the the garment, you're probably looking at about six dollars, something like that. Yeah. So you just said the, people bring in stuff in. Yeah. How often does that happen for you? We have it sometimes. Uh, we try not to, but some of our customers they like uh, their certain brands that we can't really get. Their Peter Millar, we mm-hmm. deal with uh, TPC Sugarloaf, which is right down the street from us. Um, they're a massive golf uh, golf shop, and I think they do over a couple million dollars a year in just their pro shop. Now, we don't embroider all of their stuff, but when we do, um, they bring it in, and I mean, it's $7.50 no matter how many you do. So, okay. So um, we've been struggling with that at our shop. Like yeah. we have a lot of contract work and people bringing in stuff, and we're like, huh, are are we doing the right thing by bringing in outside garments? Because yeah. by the time we count through it, check the garments, make sure we're embroidering the right colors on the right things, yeah. and all that. I don't, I don't know what that sound is. There's somebody talking really loud. Yeah. So. Just talk really loud too. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so weird story about that. Um, we had a six months into our um, our owning the the business and everything, we got a massive job, 450 some odd polos for a uh, customer. We um, I was getting married the next uh, week after they needed them. Or no, I got married and then they needed them the week I was on my honeymoon. Okay. So, get the polos in, um, and I get the job in, embroider it. The customer service uh, person we had at front, uh, she kind of landed the job. She communicated with them. She was a point of contact. So I said, you take it and run with it. So, needless to say, we get married, we go on the honeymoon, and I get back and we didn't get the uh, color shade of red approved. So, yeah, Um, after I get back, I get the fun job of having to eat all of that because they refused it. And so, at that time, we did not use any kind of software. 
Okay. No, nothing. And so now, ever since we that job happened, the next week we signed up for Printavo as I know yep. y'all use. That'll do yep. it. And <laughs> they they that happened, and so that that made the switch. So shop management but, software is critical in it. Yeah, yes. just keeping everybody communicating, everybody's on the same page. There's no need to not have the details in the job. And then also you can do your proofing through there and have people yes. sign off on it, which is critical. Yeah. So. And actually, uh, Jeremy, when we first met out in uh, Fort Worth, yeah. you um, you had briefly told me about uh, a BNI uh, group. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we actually landed our spot in our local BNI chapter from Printavo cool. because we used they they liked our system so much their seat was open and they the guy invited us and so I started That's going freaking awesome oh yeah, yeah. so is so, it helping you guys out yeah no yeah. It, it's helped out a lot um, only been in it for almost a year um, January will be a, a full year but I mean it's been awesome just networking yeah. it's a lot of work yeah it, it networking is a lot. a lot of work yeah 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 it's takes got its highs and its lows. Yeah. It takes a lot away from the shop, but it forces you to step back. So there's pros and cons to it all. The, the pro that I just got um, from it is that we just got randomly entered into a contest. Um, it's called BNI Bonanza, and I didn't know I was entered into it. And huh. so um, I won. Uh, well, and basically it was like, you know, get somebody to come to the meeting if they join. Um, then you know, we'll stick your name in a drawing. I didn't know I was entered into the drawing. So um, I won a cruise. Oh, wow. So Congrats. I got pictures. I got pictures of me with drinks and Ivan Meisner, oh, <laughs> the, nice. the owner guy. Yeah. Or like, well, basically the guy that created it all. Exactly. So it was a really cool thing. But at the same time, you know, like for we had two people in it. We had our salesperson in it. And then we have us in it. Um, or I'm in it. And it didn't work for our salesperson. Yeah. So we had a, we pulled that. So there's mm-hmm. bonus. It's because you have to put in the work. So it's with anything you do. If you're not working at it or if you're not trying too hard, you're not going to succeed. So it does have its pluses and its minuses. It's not for everybody, yeah. obviously. But um, yeah, I'm glad that you know. So sometimes you know I recommend to do stuff and then I regret recommending to do stuff because <laughs> you're like I tried it and it was crap. Yeah. You know, but no, like we had ran into a guy earlier and he's like, hey. You know that whole thing about you should be friends with other shops? That, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yours well, trust. You, Yours yeah, is well, fine. Uh, you got to try. Yeah. You got you to gotta be willing to do it. You know, yeah. so. Well, and to be genuine. So. Yeah. Right. And exactly. just some people you meet aren't going to be great. So, like, it. he might just have found one person is, yeah. in his area that wasn't great. Yeah. You know? That's like, true. And we all have them. We have yeah. people in Charlotte that you aren't great, too. Yeah. You got to, yeah. It's networking. We just ignore them. It's fine. (laughs) So, Chris, man, it's been so great to, one, know you, but then we don't see each other enough. um, And you're not too far away. So, I'd love to come over and see your shop sometime. That would be awesome. Definitely. Um, But at the same time, um, you know, we met through a networking group or networking events, print Mm -hmm. hustlers. Um, You guys got anything going on? Like, you got any plans for the rest of the year? Or um, next year, you're going to go to ISS? You're going to try the Long Beach thing? I'm going to try the Long Beach thing. Um, if it starts out, if our year next year starts out like anything this year, I mean, it was January 2nd and the phone was ringing, so, yeah. which mm-hmm. is a good thing. 
but it doesn't give you that time to get away. Yeah. Uh, but the, the goal is to go out to uh, ISS Long Beach and to uh, hang out with some people out there. But this year we're wrapping it up with um, print hustlers, actually. I've uh, talked to my wife into coming out oh, to print cool. hustlers. Awesome. So, good. Yeah, because you've been yeah. coming solo. Oh, yeah. No, and that's, I mean, it's good, and I don't mind talking to people, um, but it, it is good having somebody. My wife's you. kicking herself from not, for not going to ISS. Long, oh, Beach, yeah. Long Beach, yeah. And so. You know, she wants to go this year, though. Yeah, she definitely wants to go. So, yeah, it's great. It's actually great for your wife. Can you imagine what's going to happen? Like, the shop's going to go rogue. Me, you, Jackson, and Jill all at uh, ISS. Oh, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got employees. We could just have, yeah, we'll figure it out. It's yeah. all good. Truth. Yeah. You so. see how calm he is? Yeah. <laughs> That's why. <it's laughs> this is why we're good partners. I'm like, oh, oh it's yeah. going to burn down. <laughs> Jeremy's like, no, nah, it'll be fine. It'll be, it'll be fine. fine. It'll just, be just, fine. Just, yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm out of beer. Um, you I'm know very how it close. is. You're very close. So, um, so uh, let's wrap it up here. We good? Yeah, um, Chris. Um, how can people reach you? They want um, through Instagram. We're uh, Elite Sports Threads, and um, through our um, our website, um, EliteSportsThreads.com. And then uh, info at elitesportsthreads.com. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, great. Thanks. Thanks, brother, for for coming and joining us. You came Definitely. out of your way. Well, you didn't come out of your way, but you came out of your way today. You spent some time with us, and that, that thank you for that. Yeah, uh, not a problem. Absolutely. So, it was great to see you. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Cheers. 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 Uh, yeah.